death took place in Eden. Spiritual death has its impact here and hereafter. This message titled Abundant Life talks about the life Jesus Christ provides, the God kind of life. Raise your Bible high up in the air, say this out loud, bold and strong with me. This is God's word. This is God speaking to me. I am who God says I am. I can do what God says I can do. I will become everything God has promised. I'm saved, healed, delivered, redeemed. I'm blessed, victorious, prosperous, triumphant. I'm a minister of God, a servant of Christ, and a channel of His blessing to many people. I receive His word. I believe His word. And I live by His word. Christ is my master. And to Him, I am in absolute surrender. In Jesus' name, Amen. God bless you. You may be seated, please. All right, this morning, I just want to uh, spend a few moments just sharing with us very, very, a very simple message, more of a gospel message, a message that's more geared towards those who are maybe new uh, to us here at church and trying to understand who Jesus is and all of that. I want to just talk to us this morning about abundant life. You know, one of these amazing statements that Jesus made uh, that we hear quoted often is in John chapter 10 and verse 10. Jesus said, I have come. He said, the thief comes to, does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. So what did Jesus say? I've come so that people, you and I, can have life and have it more abundantly, meaning the life that I give, I won't measure it in one cup, okay? You're six feet tall, so I'll give you a six-inch cup, you know. You're five. It's not that kind of, my, uh, you know, disbursement that I'm going to make. He said, I've come to give you life and to give it to you abundantly, overflowing, limitless, in an overflowing measure. I like how the Message Bible puts it. It says this, a thief is only there to steal and kill and destroy. I came. So they can have real and eternal life, more and better life than they ever dreamed of. So Jesus is coming to you and me and he's saying, look, I'm here to give you life, to give you a more, uh, to give you real and eternal life, more and better life than you ever dreamed of. Now that's enough of it all say amen to and take it very quickly. They'll say, yes, that's for me. I'll take that. So Jesus came to give us life, a more and a better life. He came to give us that. And he said, you know, he recognized that there is a thief that steals, kills, and destroys. And we understand that the devil is here to steal, kill, and destroy. He only ruins our lives and, and, and destroys our lives. When he induces us to sin and do things that are wrong, he doesn't tell us that it's actually going to ruin our lives. The bait always looks very interesting, very welcoming. 
But he doesn't tell us, look, this is actually, the end result is your life's going to be destroyed. It's, I'm going to steal from you. I'm going to ruin your life. He doesn't tell us that. And some of us have learned the hard way, giving in to the bait of Satan, that actually our lives are being ruined and destroyed. But in the midst of that, Jesus says, I've come to give you real life, eternal life, a more and a better life than you've ever dreamed of. You know, you've probably heard that slogan. I mean, it's used in different contexts. It's used by motivational speakers. It's used by uh, people who promote their products and so on. You've heard that phrase, live life king size. But Jesus has come to give us a different kind of a life. It's much bigger than king size. It's the God kind of life. The life that Jesus is talking about is not a natural kind of a life, an an earthly kind of a life. He's talking about the God kind of life. He says, I have come to give you the God kind of life. This is the real life. This is the eternal life. And this is a life that's Something that you've never even dreamed of. It's a life that, that's beyond and better than anything you ever imagined. The God kind of life. I've come to give that to you. So I want to talk to us a little bit this morning about, you know, why do we need this God kind of life? And what are some of the spiritual and practical implications of, of experiencing this God kind of life? Now, let's just talk about why. Why would Jesus come and offer us the God kind of life. Why would he need to do that? You and I understand that in the Garden of Eden, when God created Adam and Eve, he put them in the garden, God breathed into them, which means he released something of himself into Adam, into the human race, into mankind. And in fact, Adam and Eve were created in the image of God and they carried within themselves the very life and the nature of God, because God breathed into the human race. He released something of himself. Adam was called the son of God, meaning someone who's been birthed of God. He's carrying God's life and nature in him. But God also said, the day you sin, you will surely die. The first death Adam experienced, of course, was spiritual death. And consequently came physical death. He also died some other point, sometime, some point in time. So experience spiritual death. Spiritual death is the absence of life. And in this case, it was the absence of the God kind of life. He lost that in the garden because of the fall. And the Bible tells us here, and I just want to make mention of a few verses. In Romans 5 verse 12, it says, Through one man, that's Adam, sin came into this world and death Through sin. And death spread to all men because all have sinned. So every human born since Adam's time innately carries death in them. Because sin passed upon every person and death came in through sin. And death passed on everyone. So spiritually, every human person is dead, disconnected from the God kind of life. And when someone is dead spiritually, what do, we, what do we do? What happens to us? The Bible tells us, for example, in Ephesians 2, 
It says, it's talking about our past life, but we can learn something here. In Ephesians 2, verses 1 and 2, he says, You he made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins. So we were dead in our sins. In which you once walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, according to the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So when we are spiritually dead, what happens? We walk according to the course of this world. We are part of the living dead. You know, we walk along with the rest of this world. What is it? People who are living dead. I mean, they are alive but spiritually dead. And we are walking according to the course. We, we live according to the course of this world. We do things according to that. Uh, according to a people who are actually disconnected from the life of God. From the God kind of life. And not only that, he says we are actually yielding ourselves to the powers of darkness. That The powers of darkness actually have entrance in our lives and influence our lives in ways that God never designed us for, never intended for us. So that's what happens. That's what happens when we live without the God kind of life. In Ephesians 4, Paul talks a little further on this. In verses 17 through 19, he says, I say and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of the vanity of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. So an unsaved person, what is his spiritual condition? The Bible says he is alienated, cut off from the life of God, from the God kind of life. He's cut off from that. And consequently what happens? The Bible says here that uh, because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of the heart, verse 19, who being past feeling, I mean, they are feelingless, emotionless, and have no sensitivities. They give themselves over to lewdness and work all uncleanness with greediness. Meaning, they, uh, because of the absence of the God kind of life, we end up leave, uh, living a totally loose and immoral, unrestrained life. So the real issue here is the absence of the God kind of life. And to such a people, Jesus says, I've come to give you the God kind of life. And I want you to have this abundantly. As much of this as you want, you can have. I'm not going to hold it back from you. And this is a real kind of life to live. This is eternal life. This is a life you've dreamed of the God kind of life. Why did Jesus come and make this offer? Because we are spiritually dead because of sin. All of us. We were born that way. Spiritually dead. And to us he says, I'm come to give you this God kind of life. You know, when we are alienated from the life of God, we end up living a life that is yielded to doing wrong things. Just do. Wrong. The Bible calls it sin. And when we do wrong, the wrong we do promises pleasure but only produces pain. The wrong, when we do wrong, the pleasure is short but the pain it produces lasts a long time. And the sin, the wrong we do, it affects us. It affects those around us. But more importantly, it affects our relationship with God. Some of the consequences of wrong, doing wrong, our sin and our sinful state. The Bible 
mentions or indicates, reveals this to us. Isaiah 59, 1 and 2, it says, The Lord's hand is not shortened, that he cannot save, nor his ear heavy, that he cannot hear. But your sins, your iniquities, have separated you from your God, and your sins have hidden his face from you, so that he will not hear. So what's happening? He's saying, listen, it's not that God's hand is so short he can't help you. It's not that God's ear is so heavy he can't hear your prayer. So you've got to shout to make a noise. not like that. He says, your sins have separated you from your God. And your sins have hidden his face from you. So it is not that God is hiding from us. Or it is not that God is unwilling to help us. But it is our sins that have separated us from our It's become this huge big barrier between us and God. And therefore we're cut off from the God kind of life. We're cut off from God himself. The very one who can actually make a change in our lives. We're cut off because of sin. Sin also stops the blessings of God in our lives. Jeremiah 5 and verse 25 says, Your iniquities have turned these things away and your sins have withholden good from you. What does sin do? It robs us of the good things of God. It robs us of the blessings of God. See, God really wants to bless. He actually wants to release good things in our lives. But what does sin do? What does the wrong do? It says the very good things that God wants to bring in our lives are held back. We are robbed of the good things of God. Sin has its impact not only in this world, not only in the life we live now, but sin has an eternal consequence. And the Bible tells this uh, mentions this to us in Romans 6 23 the wages or the price or the result of sin is death eternal death death in the present death in eternal future and we're cut off from the God kind of life in the present and eternally we're going to be cut off from God because of our sin there's a place called hell some people say I don't believe in hell Just because you don't believe in it doesn't make it go away. It's still there. And it might be a little too late to discover it once you get there. The Bible says hell was not prepared for man. It was prepared for the devil and his angels. But because of our sin, we can't get into the presence of a holy God. So we have no other place to go but there. That's where our sins are taking us. The result of sin is death. An eternal separation from God in hell. And To a people like this, who are alienated from the life of God, who are cut off from the life of God, who are given to doing wrong and experiencing the pain of their own wrongdoing and are going to suffer the eternal consequences of their own wrongdoing, to a people like this, God reaches out. God steps into our world. The Lord Jesus Christ came. He came with the purpose of saving us from sin and replacing the death that we inherently carry with the God kind of life. He came for that. But he had to deal with sin first. And so Jesus Christ died on the cross. Christianity is centered around the death, burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Without the cross, there is no Christianity. Christianity is not surrounded around the manger in Bethlehem as important as that is. But our faith is surrounded or centered around the fact that Jesus Christ 
died for our sins on the cross. That he was buried and that he rose up again from the dead. And because he rose from the dead, he can offer this life to you and me. He took upon himself the punishment for all our sins. He paid the price for that. So that anyone who believes in him could now have this barrier of sin removed and will no longer be disconnected from God, but come into that relationship with God. Jesus Christ dealt with our sin on the cross. To remove this barrier from sin and bring us into this relationship with God. He came to set us free from sin, from Satan, and death. So now, he offers to us this God kind of life. He says, look guys, I know all of your debts, but I got the answer. I've got the God kind of life. This is the life you really need. This is the life that you've been dreaming of. I've got the God kind of life. But you want it? You can take it. You can have it. And if you and I receive that God kind of life, what's going to happen to us? What are the spiritual and practical implications of that? Let's look at that for a few minutes. In John chapter 1 verse 4 and 5, the Bible says, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it or overpower it. So it's saying, look, in him is life. He is life. He is this God kind of life. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness cannot overpower it. Darkness in the Bible is figurative of the world and of Satan. So when we receive this life, this life becomes the light of men. It becomes our light. You and I get illuminated with his life. And his life shines in the darkness, meaning it begins to exert its influence in every part of us that is dark. Have you known? When you turn your light on, darkness doesn't pause to debate. It leaves. Because light is superior to darkness. And that's what the Bible says. His light shines in darkness. In every part of me that was once dark, either because of the course of this world, in which I was so accustomed to living, or because of the prince or the power of the air that just so influenced my life. His light dispels the darkness. Amen. Now isn't that wonderful? That when I receive the God kind of life and you receive the God kind of life, his life shines in darkness and the darkness cannot even stop it. Brings about change, transformation. In every part of you and me that was once under the grip of darkness. What does his life do to us? Second Peter chapter 1 verses 3 and 4. As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us by glory and virtue by which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you might be partakers of the divine nature having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. So what is the Bible telling us here? 
that God's given to us these great and precious promises that we could be partakers of the divine nature. Meaning now, because I'm a recipient of the God kind of life, I'm actually a partaker of divine nature. Something of God is in me. Something of God is in you. You are a partaker of divine nature. And what happens? You and I escape the corruption that is the moral decay that's in the world because of lust. That means you and I now have the capacity to overcome the moral depravity that's all around us. We escape the corruption that's in the world. Why? Because we are partakers of divine nature. Are you with me? So, the God kind of life brings within me, within you, the divine nature of God, which enables us to live free from the moral corruption that's around us. And that's powerful. Because somebody asks you, how do you live a righteous life? How do you live a clean life? How do you live a holy life? It's not because... I, you know, I, I, I had a change in my thinking or, uh, or something like that. No, it's because within you, within me, is a nature of God. We are partakers of divine nature. And that's what empowers us to escape the moral corruption that's around us. What, 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 what is the implication? What, what other implications are there of receiving the God kind of life? John 5, 24. Most assuredly I say to you, Jesus said, He hears my word and believes in him who has sent me has everlasting life and shall not come into judgment but has passed from death into life. Meaning, you can be absolutely certain that you've passed from death to life. That you will not come under judgment. You can have that confidence. How do you know? Well, Jesus said, if you believe in me, you believe in the words I've spoken to you, he said, you have passed from death to life. You will not come under judgment. You've passed. So you can have that absolute confidence inside you that I have eternal life. I have this life, this God kind of life. And so I've passed from death to life. What are some of these practic- practical implications here? And I just want to refer to one verse of scripture. Again, a very familiar verse. 2 Corinthians 5, 17 and 18. The Bible says, If anyone is in Christ, he becomes a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God. All things are of God. Old things have passed away. Everything about my old life, it's gone Everything has become new. And what is this new thing? All things are of God. Everything in me has one source. It's from God. A new creation. That means everything about me can change and and be changed and conform itself into the likeness and image of God. My speaking, my thinking, my doing, my believing, my hope, my living, everything, all things are of God. It, it has aligned itself to who God is, to his nature, to his virtues, to his character. If anyone is in Christ, he becomes a new creation. All things have gone away. All things are new. And all things are from God. Everything about my life, 
on earth. Everything about the way we live on earth is changed. Because of this God kind of life that he came to give us. I have come so that you may have life and have it abundantly. So, you know, Jesus is not coming to give us a new philosophy of life because, you know, you can have so many different philosophies. And that's not it. He didn't come to give us a new paradigm for life. Every year somebody comes up with a new paradigm, new way of thinking, new way of looking at life. I mean, that's not it. He came to give us the God kind of life that changes us inside out, that makes all things new, that makes it possible for all things to be of God in us. So how do we receive this abundant life? The simple verse of scripture in John 1 verse 12 says, as many, that means everybody, as many as who received him, to them he gives the power to become the children of God, even to those who believe in his name. So the Bible says, you know, if you receive Christ, you embrace him, you believe in him, you take him, renouncing everything else. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. As many as received him, to them he gives the power to become the children of God. You are born of God. You receive the life and the nature of God in you. You receive this God kind of life. Amen. And this is what being a Christian is all about. This is what following Jesus is all about. It's experiencing this God kind of life more and more. This life has the power to dispel every form of darkness in our lives. Every form. Some of us may be sitting here and saying, you know, uh, uh, I'm, I'm struggling with this area of my life. I'm struggling with that. If it's of darkness, the life of God in you has the power to get rid of it. Because the Bible says, in him was life. And the life was the light of men and the light shines in darkness and darkness cannot comprehend it. If it's of darkness, there is the God kind of life inside you that can get it out. We just invite and say, Lord, let your life dispel darkness out of me. Whatever area of my life it is, whatever area of your life it is, the God kind of life is inside you. It'll get rid of that darkness. Amen. All things are of God. Every part of me has become new and all things are of God. What a change. What a transformation. To anyone here, for for the God kind of life, this eternal life, this abundant life, no man can qualify to give that to us because, hey, we're all spiritually dead anyway. No philosopher can give that to us. No religious teacher can give that to us. But Jesus Christ does it because he's God who became man. He is life. And he says, I'm offering this God kind of life to you. Because I know you need it. I see that you're dead, spiritually dead. And I've come to give you life. There'll be people here this morning who say, you know, I want to receive that God kind of life. And I know that many of us at different points in our journey 
have made that decision. We said, yes, Jesus, come in. Give me this God kind of life. But there may be some of us here this morning who've never done that. And you've never even, maybe you were not aware of it. And this morning you heard that Jesus Christ came to give us life, the God kind of life, and to give it to us abundantly without any limits. So I want to pray with us. Now there may be some of us who have received this God kind of life, but you know, we just took a little sip of it and said, that's enough. Just give me a little bit. But don't let this light, don't let the light of this, of this life shine into these cupboards and these rooms of mine because those are private rooms, Jesus. I don't want your light to shine there. But that's not what he came to do. He came to make us totally new. Every part of us new. And so there could be some of us here this morning who have some average of a life and you are saying, I want more of this God kind of life in me to really dispel darkness out of these areas of my life. I'm fed up with tolerating what's of the world and what's of the devil in my life. I'm fed up. He said, I've come to give you life and to give it to you abundantly as much as you want. And what's his life supposed to do? It's supposed to shine and dispel darkness. So I want to give an invitation to some of us who were just praying and saying, God, I just want the light of your life to dispel darkness in these areas of my life. It could be one area, it could be a couple of areas. But you know it's the world that's been dominating there. And you know maybe it's the devil that's been dominating there. But his life has enough power to dispel darkness. I want to invite our Life group leaders, youth leaders, can you come and stand up here, please? So you're going to pray for the audience. You're going to pray for people. If you just come here, youth leaders, life group leaders, ministry leaders, just come stand up here. We're going to pray for people this morning as we let the Lord just do his work. He came so that we could have life and have it abundantly. Could you please come just stand up here in front, pastors, leaders, life group leaders. Just stand and face the people so we could pray for people this morning. Let's just pray for people. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. This morning, if you want to make that decision and say, yes, I want to receive this life. I want to receive this God kind of life. I'm going to just lead us in a simple prayer. I'm going to ask people to pray with me. And then we're going to just open up this time for others who need prayer. Who say, I want the God kind of life to dispel darkness out of my life. You're going to leave it open for prayer. So as the leaders come and stand here to pray for people, could we just bow our heads and close our eyes for a moment, please? If there's anyone here this morning that till this moment... You have not asked the Lord Jesus and not received from Him this abundant life, this God kind of life. But this morning you'd like to do that. I'm going to lead you in a simple prayer to help you receive the God kind of life, this abundant life that Jesus Christ came to give to us. And if you'd like to do that, 
You can pray this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, this morning I receive the God kind of life that you're giving me. I believe in you as the one who died for my sins as the one who rose up from the dead I ask you to forgive my sins and make me a child of God and help me to live this God kind of life in Jesus name Amen. And sometimes it can be areas of our lives where we have not permitted His light to shine. The light of His life to shine. But this morning, you say, you know, I just want prayer. I just want somebody to help me. Pray with me. Because I want the light of His life to just fill every part of my being. There might be areas in my life that may be dominated by the world or maybe be dominated by the devil. But I I know, I've heard this morning that his life shines to dispel darkness. And I just need somebody to pray with me that this darkness gets out of me. This darkness gets out of my life. So let's open this time. Let's just go ahead and receive prayer and just worship God. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved the wretch. Like me, I once was lost, but now am found. Was blind, but now I see. You need prayer, just come and let's believe the Lord to dispel darkness out of our lives. The darkness will bow before the light of His life. My fears would be How precious did that grace appear The hour I first believed My chains are gone I've been set free My God, my Savior has ransomed me and like a flood his mercy reigns unending love amazing grace let's do amazing grace Precious dear 
together I have the God kind of life his life in me is my light his life in me dispels darkness out of every part of me I have passed from death to life I'm a new creation all things are new. All things are of God. His life is in me. I have the God kind of life. 
Amen. That's what you have as a believer. You have the God kind of life inside you that totally changes us, every part of us. Amen. So let's go share this life with other people. Let's go tell others that they too can have the God kind of life. Jesus came that they might have life and have it more abundantly without any limits. Amen. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each one of us today and always. In Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great Sunday and a great week. See you again. We trust that this message was a blessing to you. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at contact at apcwo.org. Also visit our website www.apcwo.org for additional resources. Thank you for listening and God bless you.